At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the D.C. CityCast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers. Friday edition DC City Cast presented by Bed River Sportsbook. We have made it. Frank Handran from Beeson. I've made it to day two with uh, with COVID nineteen. Uh, feeling better. Still a little. Uh, probably can hear it a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's up and down. Good naps in between, and hopefully this baby will be out of my system soon. We'll be back to normal. And we sort of got back to normal last night with an NBA winner. Gave out the Celtics. Feeling good about that. We'll break down tonight's Mavericks and Warriors game straight ahead. We'll also get into game three for the Celtics and the Heat as that series swings back to Beantown. Nationals in action tonight against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Nats uh, got a victory finally against Miami on Wednesday. Can they start off the series with a victory? So much to get into straight ahead here on the DC City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. But let's start off with your Washington Nationals in action tonight. And checking out Bet Rivers uh, Sportsbook right now, it is a hefty uh, Brewers minus 200 tonight against your Nationals, who on the money line at Bed River Sportsbook plus 170. Run line tonight, Nationals plus one and a half, minus 129. Brewers minus one and a half, plus 100. Uh, over under tonight is eight runs. In these series for the Nationals, they are usually getting one of three. Is that one tonight? I would surmise that it may not. And simply, it's because of the pitching matchup tonight. Uh, Eric Fetty, who's, you know, he's decent. Nothing fantastic, nothing special. He goes tonight for the uh, Nats, who are well under 500. Remember, their record is 13-26. and 26. We all know this. They're 8-11 and 11 away. Brewers are going with Lauer, who's 3-1, 2-6-0 ERA. 
All right, not too shabby. He's got 49 strikeouts on the season. This is why the Brewers are such a uh, overwhelming favorite. Fetty's two and two, four two four ERA. Um, I, you know what? We've been in this spot before. Where we say we just just can't wager on the Nationals. Do we risk the 200 to make a hundred tonight? Huh? I would say yes. All right, and the Brewers at uh, minus one and a half, plus 100. That's another way to go. But they're expecting a low-scoring affair in this one. Just eight runs, right? Just eight runs between these two teams. But Milwaukee is clearly the better squad. They're at home. They're kicking off a weekend set. I would put my money on the Milwaukee Brewers uh, tonight. First pitch, uh, what, just after 8 o'clock. And we'll get a real feel of the series in this first game. Okay, so let's say the Nats win tonight's game, right? That gives us even a better shot, I think, at taking the Brewers in game two of the series tomorrow. Because the Nats, we know who they are at this point. They're going to get maybe one out of three each time they play a series. So this this first game is actually very important in the way that we will wager the rest of the series. But again, I'm going to bet against Eric Fetty. I'm going to bet on the home team in this contest. Um, the Nationals have been so hot and cold. And you know what? They've been colder than hot. So tonight, my official release is taking the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line at minus 200 against the Nationals. Now, here's a cool uh, prop bet that I may just take to make things interesting when Juan Soto comes to the dish. Nobody's pitching to this guy, and this this is what makes this bet tough. But uh, if you if you put a C-No down on Juan Soto to hit a home run tonight, he's plus 475. <laughs> he walked three times. Last game against the Marlins. So when this guy gets actual pitches to hit, he can go deep. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to put a little bit, a, a little sprinkle on Juan Soto to Homer tonight at plus 475 at uh, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So Soto faces this uh, lefty tonight in uh, uh, Eric Lauer. And checking out what Soto does against uh, left-handers this year. He's uh, had 88, excuse me, 52 at-bats. He's just had one homer against a left-hander. Of course, he is a lefty hitter. Uh, Let's see here. He's hitting uh, only 173 versus lefties. So maybe that bet isn't the smartest thing tonight to take Soto to hit a dinger. But hey, as they say in baseball, he's due, man. He's due. He's due. I'm still trying to figure out why David Martinez has uh, Soto batting second. There's got to be some analytical rhyme or reason to it, right? Like, shouldn't your best hitter be in the three or four spot? Because then these starters don't have to pitch around him or not be as uh, um, cute when Soto's at the dish. Let's say he's in the three hole and they get the first two guys on. You got to pitch to Soto. When he's batting second, there's nobody on. You don't necessarily have to pitch to him. So I don't. I never understood why the Nationals are batting Juan Soto in the second spot. Now I did find this uh, Washington Post article from spring training, which this is prior to the season, and they're what thirteen and twenty-six, and they have Soto batting second most of the year. But this is uh, what the article said about Soto batting second. It said, according to the team's research, there were 14 times last season when Soto would have had an extra at-bat if he were hitting second instead of third. 
And by Davey Martinez's count, seven of the past ten winners of the MVP award had the majority of their plate appearances in that spot. Interesting. That list includes Mike Trout, Freddie Freeman, Christian Yelich in his monster season for the Brewers, the team they face tonight. Those players were not MVPs because they batted second. They batted second because they were MVP candidates, which is really the crux of Martinez's argument. So says the Post. Modern baseball thinking says you put your best hitter after your leadoff man. This is news to me. This is like breaking news to my brain. Like, I'm stunned by this. And I'm not kidding. One element of that is the simple fact that he will get more plate appearances across the season than most teammates. Okay, I get that. Sure. Still beneficial to have a high on base percentage guy at the top if he can run even better. Post article says another element is that studies show number two hitters have the most chances to affect the final score of a game. Through six at-bats hitting second, including three in a 10-8 loss to the Houston Astros. Again, this is spring training baseball. Soto has a solo homer, RBI single, and a walk. Um, Josiah Gray making his second exhibition started, blah, blah, blah. Score flipped in the fifth one. Reliever Sean Doolittle, you yielded a walk, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, that has nothing to do with the number two spot that just goes on with the article. I still don't like it. I still like your best hitter being in the cleanup spot or the three spot because they have to pitch to you. Soto had three walks the other night against the Marlins. They won. They didn't have any hits. Three walks. 0 for 2. It's okay to put your guy in three spot, for, at least to see how it works. Okay, you, you tried it at two. You can you can move him down one spot in the order. You know, a few times. It's okay. It's okay to experiment specifically when you're 13 and 26. It's all right. So I'd love to see Soto back sort of where he belongs because I think in the two spot again, Yes, he's going to get more at-bats, but early going, get your first couple runners on. They have to pitch to you in the three slot. Have to. There's nobody on, and he's batting second. They can they can move and work around you. So I'm, I'm curious to see if the Nationals continue to do this, uh, specifically on the path that they are. But uh, so far, I think the experiment has sort of, yeah, has sort of not been that uh, successful um, out of the gate. And uh, speaking of the Washington Post, there was a, a scathing article about the Nationals by uh, Barry Sverluga, who said, uh, headline, this is a column by Barry, and this is another reason why we're going to take Milwaukee tonight at Bed River Sportsbook in minus 200. It says, the Nationals aren't just bad. This is the headline. The Nationals aren't just bad. They're hard to watch. Woo! He uses words like uh, brain-dead sloppiness that is making a season that was always going to be difficult devolve into a product that is, at times, comically unwatchable. Uh, Sverluga goes on to say, there's a lot going on around the local ball club at the moment. The Lerner family is actively, actively pursuing a sale. GM Mike Rizzo and manager Dave Martinez in the last guaranteed years of the contracts. They both could have options kick in for the 23 seasons, though both could have options to kick in for the 23 seasons. Then you had the story about Juan Soto, the source of national speculation with rival execs telling ESPN that they believe the Nats could explore a Soto trade, a development that would represent a complete about-face for the franchise and one I don't see happening, but is a nagging distraction nonetheless, says Verluga. Meanwhile, on a nightly basis, they make mistakes that could go be used by Little League coaches as textbook examples of how not to do things. <laughs> this is a team that had two runners thrown out at third base on the same play. This is a team that turned a bases loaded ground ball to shortstop into a kick it around the diamond three-run disaster. This is a team that turned a first and third pickoff attempt into a two-air, two-run fiasco. 
The best Nationals teams would go the entire season without three plays that ugly. This Nats team committed those blunders within the past week. They lead the majors with 32 errors, tied for last in fielding percentage at 977. Craziness. So that's just some bits and pieces from Zerluga's article. This is why we're taking Milwaukee tonight. Um, man, oh man, he's just he's just ripping them a new one, you know. Um, I guess even the Marlins TV broadcast folks were saying they used to say throw a tent over that circus. So everybody, even the Marlins, are laughing at the Nationals, who still have yet to get back uh, Steven Strasburg, still have yet... Joe Ross uh, still hasn't returned, so things are not looking up for the Nationals. And again, that's why we're going to take the the Brewers tonight. Bet against the home team at Better Sportsbook. Brewers on the money line at minus 200. All right, when we return here on the D.C. CityCast, we're going to buy Better River Sportsbook. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. Big night for Boston backers like yours truly. Feeling good about my picks tonight. We'll get into Golden State and Dallas. We'll recap the uh, Heat and the Celtics, and we'll look forward to the weekend as well. That is straight ahead on the DC City Cast. I'm Frank Hanran from Beeson. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three leg, same gay parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Playable in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Do me a favor, download and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. DC CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Frank Hand ran from Vison trying to stay, trying to stay in the middle here, not get too high, not get too low. Because as soon as I start getting excited, you can hear my my virus kind of roll to the top. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so we're fighting through, and we got a big weekend ahead of us, including the NBA tonight, Golden State and the uh, Mavericks. Now, before we get into this Western Conference matchup, I want to circle back to game number two last night. And here on the show yesterday, I gave out the Celtics uh, getting two or two and a half, I think, at Bed Rivers. And by the tip, it was down to the Miami Heat minus one. And I said how important it is and not to be undersold on it, but we kind of figured when the Celtics did not have two of their best players for game one, that's pretty much why they got blown out in the second half. Depth was a killer. Didn't have any. And so yesterday... Everybody was back for the Celtics, and they knew, hey, if we don't win this game, uh, our series, our chances of advancing to the NBA Finals are teetering at best. Yes, they go back home down to zip, but they don't have home court advantage in this series if they lose last night. So we saw the Celtics. That's who we expected to see. Tatum had 27. Smart, who missed game one, had 24. Brown had 24. Horford was back, had 10 points, three boards, three assists. Uh, Williams off the bench was humongous with 19 points. And the Celtics whooped up on the Heat by 25 points. Jimmy Butler had 29. He was really the only Heat player that showed up uh, last night. Um, Hero only had 11. Oladipo only had 14. And now the momentum and the series swings back to uh, Boston for game number three. And that will be uh, tomorrow night. And taking a look right now at the uh, spreads for tomorrow at uh, Bet Rivers. It is. Holy God. Did you see the spread? I have not. This is the first time I've looked at it because I I like being surprised. 
Um, and this is a, this is this is a scary spot here. The Boston Celtics tomorrow are favored by seven points over the Miami Heat. Seven. Wow. Uh, the over under is two hundred seven and a half. Both games have flown over, and they consistently stay right around two hundred six, two hundred seven. Even with all the big guns back for the Celtics. But I'm surprised the Celtics are favored by seven. So immediately I'm thinking, oh, I like the Heat getting the points, right? You th- you're thinking that too? We may have to we may have to go the other way and take the Celtics at minus seven. Boy, oh boy, that's a big number, especially after two blowouts in a row. And again, a lot of it has to do with, I'm sure, the Celtics not having their two starters in game one. And the Celtics going into the series were favored to win the series. And checking out the uh, Bet Rivers uh, series markets right now, the Celtics are huge favorites at minus two thirty-five to win the series. Heat now back at uh, value play at plus one eighty-seven. So it, it's pretty crazy how things can swing in the blink of forty-eight minutes, right? Uh, we'll get back to the Celtics heat before the end of the show, but right now I'm thinking. I may have to take the Celtics minus the seven tomorrow night just because it's such a big number back at home. You got your starting five back. And let's be honest, the Heat have not been that great on the road outside of that game six victory in Philadelphia uh, last week. So that may be the play. We'll we'll revisit that uh, in just a bit. But I just wanted to give you a heads up. The Celtics minus the seven for game three back in Beantown on Saturday night. But let's get into tonight's game. Golden State, fresh off that pasting of Dallas the other night, uh, favored by only by six. See, this one this one sort of stinks too, right? Because uh, Golden State crushed Dallas in game one. Spread was only six in game one, and here the same spread tonight is at six. Uh, huh. The over-under is 214.5. First game went way under, and the money line is Dallas plus 210, Golden State is minus 265. Let's talk about Dallas. Are they are they able to recover? I would say they are. They're capable surely because they've done it before. They got they got their behinds handed to them by the Phoenix Suns in that series a couple games. But they came from two zip down and one and six. No, one and seven, excuse me. They're resilient. I'll give them that. They were downright awful in game 1. There was no rhyme or reason to their offense. Uh, Luka Doncic looked shook. Didn't look uh, very confident at all in his shot. And it, it had probably something to do with nerves, right? Game one, new series in Golden State. All eyes on you. There's whispers that you're taking over the league. You're the next great thing. Steph Curry is a guy that uh, used to be the guy, and now it's your stepping stone. So I think there was that extra added pressure on him in game one. No question about it. And as he goes, so goes Dallas. And they were just downright terrible. They were deer in, deer in headlights. Is that the expression? Look like deer in headlights. So tonight, I expect a different performance from the Dallas Mavericks. And my God, am I going to be that guy to go out on a limb and go against every fiber, every feel in my body on this one and take Dallas plus the six? Yes, 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 I am. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy tonight. Mavericks plus the six. I think this will actually turn into a much better series. And I think it changes tonight. Now, I'm not saying Dallas wins this game, but there's no way they're going to go out there 
and put up the performance that they did uh, just two nights ago. Let's revisit that game because it was it was an absolute uh, taking me out to the woodshed game. One twelve eighty seven. Uh, 28-18 after the first uh, period, 27-26 in the second. And then the last two quarters, Golden State outscored uh, Dallas by 10 and then by 6. And they outscored Dallas by 8 in the first quarter. So there you have it. So Dallas was really only competitive for one quarter in this game. They were never in it. It was over by midway through the third quarter. It was 112-87. And Doncic had just 20 points, 6 of 18, 3 of 10 shooting. And we talked about this yesterday, the three-point shooting. That's going to be the key. Clearly for Dallas, they were 11 of 48. They're going to jack up between 40 and 53s in this game. If they can get 30% of those bad boys to go down, much better idea, much better chance of winning. Golden State, on the other hand, hit 34% of their threes, 10 to 29. There's a difference. That's the difference in this NBA right now. It's coming down to shooting. Such basic stuff. No analytics, no 12 assistant coaches, no breaking down film. If you can make your threes, Dallas has a chance in this game. So we are going to gamble on Dallas actually making some shots tonight. Got the first game jitters out of the way. Gotten used to the San Francisco's court. Getting six points tonight. It should be higher in my opinion. Should be like eight or nine. It's not. It's six. It's there for a reason. And that is why I'm officially releasing the Dallas Mavericks at plus the six. Tip off just after nine o'clock from San Francisco. You think I'm crazy? My nuts. Because I'm sure everybody and their moms is on Golden State tonight. And so we're going to go against the grain. Even though I saw some ridiculous um, stat from our good friends at Bet Rivers about money line home team, or no, money line favorite is like 18 and 1 or something ridiculous. It might be even more than that. But again, this isn't the money line. This is plus the six. I'm taking Dallas tonight at Golden State. And if you're Dallas, you know that Steph Curry is going to get his. He's going to get his 20 to 30 points. Clay Thompson is going to get his 20 to 30 points. You've got to limit the other guys like Poole. This kid, and I talked about him yesterday. He's fantastic. He's probably going to be their best player in two years. He's like their third best player right now, but he's inching up. He's, he's, I don't know if, if he was in the running for most improved player, but uh, maybe he was last year when they sucked. Golden State hadn't made the playoffs for the last two years, which is hard to fathom with all that talent. 19 points for Poole off the bench in 26 minutes. This guy's scary. So, again, if you're Dallas, you're defending Golden State, you say, yes, we know these big guns are going to get theirs. But if we limit one of them, we have a better chance. I know, by the way, we got to hit our threes. That's it. So there's our strategy tonight if you're taking the Dallas Mavericks plus a six. <laughs> There are 163 different ways you can bet this game tonight at uh, Bet River Sportsbook. As far as the over/under, I mean, I don't know. I just really don't know. You get screwed either way. Um, yeah, you get screwed either way on this one. So we're not going to touch that. Um, in terms of like player specials, uh, Luka Doncic. Wow, big number for points, rebounds, and assists by the player. Luka Doncic is at 49 and a half. Heck, I'm going to take the over on that one. Because we, if, if we're going to take Dallas, we got to take whatever number is for Luka and take over. Because he's got to go over whatever number there is. That's minus 106, by the way. For over 49 and a half rebounds, assists, and points, we're taking Luka, baby. Tonight at, <laughs> at Bed Rivers. <laughs> all in. <laughs> we're going all in. Now, for Golden State, there's actually a cool uh, promotion at uh, Bed River Sportsbook. You can take the... Uh, 
uh, Golden State Warriors to cover the six and a half and for Steph Curry to be the leading scorer, it was plus 300. Now it's plus 335. If you want to check that out at Bed River Sportsbook right now, make tonight a whole lot of fun. All right, straight ahead, we're going to get into the uh, Celtics and the Miami Heat. Game three is back in Beantown on Saturday, and the Celtics are a whopping seven-point favorite. I want to get into that game. That is next. DC CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm Frank Handran from VEASAN. We roll on on a uh, Friday, and I was looking at the uh, Stanley Cup futures bets. I hope that uh, that you didn't have the Florida Panthers after knocking out the Capitals. They've they've plummeted now to plus 1,000 to win the uh, Stanley Cup. The Colorado Avalanche, man. The uh, favorites to win it all at plus 190. And, uh, yeah, Lightning plus 380, second best chance. But it's interesting how once you know, once your your team, like the Capitals, get knocked out, it's like, okay, well, we'll check out, we'll check out hockey next year. <laughs> Let's see how they're doing. But uh, your Avalanche are the favorites right now at Better River Sportsbook to win the Stanley Cup. All right, so let's talk about uh, game number three in the East tomorrow. Uh, the Celtics are favored by uh, seven points, which is pretty crazy. Um, and why do I say it's crazy? Just for the simple fact that both games have been absolute blowouts. I know it's back in Boston. They've got a nice home court. But that's not given much of any uh, credit to Miami. And they have struggled on the road. Um, Celtics have all of their guys back, but this is the this is the Eastern Conference Finals. I would have thought that this line would have been more in the four or five point range, because we've seen the Heat in times when they have to have a game, really step up their play. They had to have Game Six in Philadelphia, and they stepped it up big time. When it comes down to this matchup, though. We hit on this a couple days ago. I really, truly feel like the Celtics have more talent, more depth, more shot makers, more crunch time shot makers. You could argue that outside of Jimmy Butler for the Heat, Tyler Hero has hit some clutch shots. But then you could argue that was two years ago and they were playing in a bubble, which is still so strange when you see the highlights from two years ago. They played in front of nobody. Like, that's so strange. And does make a humongous difference in your shot making and feeling the pressure. Whether it be pickup game style pressure versus bright lights, cameras, 20,000 people pressure. I mean, it's a, whole, it's a whole different ball of wax. And this kid, Jason Tatum, I remember a year and a half ago tweeting saying, yeah, I don't know if this guy's that good. <laughs> Whoops. Does he have what it takes? Uh, yes, he does. He is answering the bell, answering the call. He's becoming one of the most, uh, what's the word, cold as ice. He's just so smooth, so tough, and he's almost unguardable out on the top of the key to the right or even to the left. The way that he is able to get his shot off against pressure is really impressive. And he's becoming an elite NBA player. Elite. And then you got his sidekick in Jalen Brown, who at times shows his ability to be one of the best finishers in the game. The way that he gets to the cup is is outstanding. And then they got toughness with Marcus Smart, Al Horford. Marcus Smart was one of those guys who was dangling 
like three or four years ago. Remember he had all those issues, like those problems coming out of college and he had problems in the NBA. And then he sort of settled down, found his spot, found his place. And he's pushing this team to be an NBA title contender. I see this Celtics team going to the NBA championship. And that's why tomorrow night I'm going to take the Celtics minus the seven because the inclination right away is, oh, that's a ton of points. You got to take the heat. Ah, it's just way too many points for a game three. Got to take the heat. Nope, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Celtics at home minus the seven uh, tomorrow night at Bed River Sportsbook. So to recap my NBA plays, tonight we're taking the Dallas Mavericks plus the six. We're going to take Luka Doncic assists, rebounds, and points over 49 and a half. <laughs> and then tomorrow we're going to take the Celtics minus the seven in game three against the Miami Heat. And going back to the top of the show, there's uh, no question about this when we're taking the uh, Milwaukee Brewers tonight. Minus the 200 as the uh, Nationals visit the uh, Brew Crew. Are they going to have the uh, retractable roof open, right? Milwaukee's got a retractable roof. Does, uh, you know what? DC needs a retractable roof. So, like, if... Um, if the learners do sell, whoever comes in should make a retractable roof. And this got me thinking, though, the other day. Uh, how do you build a retractable roof on a roof that's already been made? <laughs> do you build from the side of the structure? Like that That's fascinating. How could you do that? Am I being ridiculous here? Do I need my engineering uh, um, degree? But it got me thinking. Because I'm sure when the, the Washington Commanders build a new stadium, whoever is going to have them is going to want to have a retractable roof so they can host Super Bowls and all that stuff and concerts and all that stuff. But if you've already made the structure, how difficult and how hard it is, is it to put that roof on a structure that's been there already? It's probably more expensive than if you just built the structure with the retractable roof already in mind to be part of the building, right? So maybe I'm going to do some research this weekend and, and try to figure that out. Have there been stadiums that have added? Um, yes, of course, like tennis stadiums, like Wimbledon added a retractable roof. So it, it's very, it, it can be done, obviously, but it's just a matter of how much it's going to cost. I mean, crap, if you're the if you're the Nationals and you do get a new owner outside of re-signing Juan Soto, you got to get a retractable roof. And that's an argument for another day, but it is just a like I'm just trying to think of a time I went to a Nats game and I was comfortable because it's usually either 58 degrees in April and it's 50 by first pitch and then you're freezing by the third inning or when you go in the summer it's just so gosh darn hot that you're looking for any seat that has shade covering you start you know way down low and then by the the seventh inning you're way at the top because it's just so hot going off on a retractable roof tangent here but you see what i'm saying the nats need a retractable roof um hell even dc united should have had a roof because this weekend i'm getting these emails about because of the heat, like my girl's soccer is going to have to take these five-minute breaks. Every five minutes, they're going to break for water. Not saying that they need retractable roofs, but you see what I'm saying? Like MLS, DC United's match tomorrow night, they moved it back because it was too hot at 4.30. See, my argument is starting to make a whole lot of sense here with these retractable roofs. So any of these new stadiums moving forward, <clears throat> excuse me, 
like have a roof, just have a roof uh, on it. Now, it can't be that expensive. I'm sure it's very expensive, but the big scheme, big picture, you're never going to have a rain out. You're never going to have these issues. Like how many times have you been out the door and, and, and you're like, uh-oh, Skittles tarp is coming out of Nats Park. Should we go? What's the deal with my tickets? Am I going to be able to get these tickets to work for another game? But see, if you have a roof, you don't have to worry about it. I would think that it would have been another, what, $200 million for this retractable roof to be put on Nats Park. Yeah, probably in that neighborhood. But it would have been so worth it for all of us just for the fans' sake, especially in this area. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee has a retractable roof, man. Milwaukee. I think D.C. should have one, too. (laughs) Holy God. There you go. All right, listen, I appreciate you checking me out here on a Friday. Um, we will talk on Monday, but again, just to wrap it up, take the uh, take the Mavericks tonight plus the six. You can thank me. Take the uh, Celtics tomorrow night minus the seven and take the Brew Crew tonight against our Nationals on the money line at minus 200. Please do me a favor, follow along on uh, Twitter at jfrankhandran, at Live and at Bed Rivers. We appreciate you. Have yourself a great weekend. Stay cool. Stay cool, my friends. See ya.